Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, not on TikTok, but maybe we will someday. Uh, we still have a MySpace um, <laughs> and a Friendster. Is it Friendster? I that don't was know. Napster. No, I, I thought Friendster was was a thing, thing for a little while. Could be a thing. Here's some of the things people are talking about for uh, Wednesday, April 19th. Uh, some big things happening in the news, actually not too far down the road from us. That's right. Uh, Corner of M139 and Napier. Yeah, we've got uh, some some things happening. Uh, so uh, what what is happening over there? I know there's uh, there's been a building, a uh, former Rite Aid, That's right. that has uh, been sitting dormant a little bit for a while uh, since they closed the doors so there was but there's there's been for quite some time some things happening in the background but now we've got some more uh, solid uh, possibilities for that place that's right so if you're familiar with the corner of, of m139 and Napier Avenue there in in Benton Township proper the the Rite Aid the former Rite Aid mm -hmm. closed I believe it was in April of 2020. And so it's just been sitting there for, for quite a while, nothing in it, no action, no activity that anyone could really discern. So there are two things, what we know and what we suspect. The what we know is a developer has gone to the Benton Charter Township and mm -hmm. said, hey, I have an idea for some commercial rehabilitation here. Can I get an exemption certificate, sir, basically 10 years of tax breaks if we develop this? What their plan is is to put $1.4 million into the building, gut it, turn it into storefronts, four of them. Okay. And one of the proposals, at some point, there was a rendering of what it would look like. And this is what we suspect. At the top of it was a little sign called Chipotle. Okay. Now, they say that they're under a, a confidentiality agreement. The developer says can't disclose who's interested in there, but he says mm -hmm. he has at least two parties so far interested in that location. The suspicion mm. is, and, and, and the developer even was kind of cute about it last night. He said, well, you've probably seen some of the buzz on social media. Well, Chipotle would be interesting. That would be interesting and interesting to see what some of the other parties are because isn't yeah. Chipotle part of like a big corporate, like there's a few other national <laughs> chains, I think, that, that makes sense. But so if you're taking the same building uh, in that footprint. So you're going to think there's going to be small, smaller stores, maybe yeah. some smaller retail, which is good. Uh, uh, maybe opportunity for some local business uh, to, to have one of the four, but we'll see. You know, and it's interesting because you had an Arby's, if mm -hmm. we can name names, go in um, across the street there right. not too long ago. And there are still lines at the drive-thru sure. just about every day. And so maybe they looked at the numbers and they said, you know, we can make this location work. And here's what we have to offer. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our time frame. Time frame wise, now that they have the tax break, the Benton mm -hmm. Charter Township uh, said, okay, we'll give you the tax break. So sure. they could have a construction done sometime in the next six to 12 months, probably closer to six. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because I know they've been they've been working on this, and I know when I've talked with uh, Zach Vaughn from uh, Cornerstone Alliance, I think we we talked about this a while back of saying there might be some things happening, and and a lot of this stuff for people that have probably been driving by a lot of these businesses that have been closed, saying well, what's happening, what's happening there. 
There's been stuff happening yes. in the background. Yep. People have been working on it. Usually anytime a store closes, uh, organizations like Cornerstone and other organizations work together to try and figure out by talking yep. to national developers, what can we do? What are our options? Because you, of course, not, don't want to have a building sit dormant for too long because that that price tag of what needs to be done for right. renovation starts to go up when you start to look at all the mechanical things that go in, in, in that. So That's exactly right. I mean, economic development, and you, right. you hit it on the head there. There has to be a lot of stuff that happens in the background. It's not always a fast process. Mm -hmm. it, rarely is it probably a fast process. And the point of if you let it sit dormant, does it become a nesting ground for thousands of seagulls? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're dealing with that with, with a lot of different places. Even, And I'm hoping that if that development does does well and, and things start to happen, maybe that will trickle down to a lot of the other stuff. And, of course, what's in the in the shadows of that <laughs> building is uh, the Fairplane Plaza. And I know there's That's some right. openings uh, yes. there. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But we'll uh, keep uh, bugging all of our friends and all the people that... Uh, that make all those decisions to try and figure that stuff out. Yes. Uh, I mentioned earlier that there uh, was a, a reverse boycott happening. <laughs> what I, is that? I've not seen this happen before, but if you are the fan of a really bad team, <laughs> uh, nothing against Tigers fans at the moment. Hey, hey, hey. We, uh, we love the Tigers. Yes, we do. They're just not performing the way they should. But it's just like it's me, being a, yeah, me being a Cubs fan, lovable losers. <sighs> but over uh, uh, West, uh, the Oakland A's have been probably one of the worst teams. Uh, not only are they the worst team right now, but they've been really bad for a long time. Uh, and the fans are, are really tired of the ownership. Uh, and everything that's going on over there. So they actually launched a boycott, uh, well, a reverse boycott, uh, where on June 13th, fans are going to pack the Oakland Casino, uh, Coliseum, that is, uh, to show they're willing to, uh, to support the team uh -huh. if the ownership ends up showing us they're also uh, committed to the team and to the city and uh, the team had the lowest average home attendance last season. Uh, they had some of the lowest payrolls in baseball because we know uh, if you watch the Yankees or some of these other teams, even the Cubs, money is what is needed to usually <laughs> win championships most of the time. But the low payroll for a lot of years under the owner, uh, John Fisher, <clears throat> and he traded away most of the players uh, that got them into the playoffs back in 2018 and, uh, through 2020. They claim it needs a new stadium in Oakland uh, to financially uh, compete uh, but they have to talk about, they even have, have had talks about moving to Las Vegas. <laughs> haven't, haven't, haven't people been playing on open grass fields forever? Do they really need a new stadium in order to draw people in? I don't think so because wasn't it Oakland that used to play uh, on the Oakland Raiders football field? Right. So you had, you, when football season started, it was towards the end of the baseball you season. The <laughs> you saw the diamond, you saw the lines, and they were playing, the football players were playing in dirt half the time. Yeah, they've done that before. They've done that. They, they did, did uh, I believe they did the same thing up in Seattle because they had some musical right. chairs going around with the stadiums there. But doesn't it sound, I, call me cynical, but doesn't it sound like an ownership ploy to say, let's have a reverse boycott, every fan show up? 
Well, maybe. Buy a ticket. I think the fans are kind of being the uh, ones making okay. that rally cry to do it. All but right. uh, the, it, it, I don't know how it's going to work because they're like, yeah, let's all go to the stadium. But then, yeah, the owner's just going <laughs> to sit there and say, my plan is working. <laughs> yeah. If they stayed in the parking lot, that'd be cool. Guys, uh, that reverse boycott you did last week didn't work. <laughs> so if you could just do that for uh, a whole week, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, and a month. But that's such another uh, another big excuse of like, well, well, uh, I would pay some more players, but if we had a nicer stadium, maybe that will draw the players in, and maybe there is some some credibility to that a little bit. But to me, it's just like you got to perform a little better before right. the team and the city and all of that starts to say, okay, yeah. let's make some investments because those fans are also the taxpayers that are going to be. Paying for that stadium. Now let's close the loop on this. If they had a four-day work week, more fans could go to the games. The, you're Think right about that. You're right. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh -huh. Take off work. Now you got that. Mm, now we're talking. <laughs> Another podcast you can check out is Got Something to Say. It's time for that, where we talk to uh, area nonprofit organizations doing great things here in our community, catching you up with them, um, and you can always. Uh, do that. If you're part of a nonprofit, you can always reach out. And if you've got something to say, hey, be part of the show. Uh, 925-WSJM or email let's talk at WSJM.com. Got something to say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today, I'm very excited to be talking with Paul Carteau. He is the uh, one of the guys that's involved in a really cool event, uh, something you guys have been doing for a number of years over at the chapel in St. Joe, uh, the Wild Game Dinner. Paul, how are you today? Doing well, Johnny. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, this is an event. Uh, how many years have you guys been doing this Wild Game Dinner? Um, I think this is our ninth year. We took had to take a year off with the COVID, but... Uh we had it again last year. It was a great event, and uh, we're back at it. So, looking forward to another one. For for somebody that's never been to this event, I have had a chance uh, a few years ago to come and check this out. Uh, it was a great time. I, I thought it was a really cool event. A lot of fun. A lot of people there. Uh, but what's this all about? What What's the point of uh, of doing this event? Well, it's just a chance for us to reach out to the community um, with a great speaker. It's going to be Brandon Baker uh, this year from uh, Take a Stand Outdoors, avid hunter. Uh, he's a pastor teacher, and uh, he's also a U.S. Army vet. He's got the Air Medal for some terrorist actions that he took in, in his time of service. Um, just a great speaker, but it's also, you know, he's going to share his faith walk as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just give us a chance to... Uh, to listen to someone and get get an encouragement uh, from him, as well as just share some fellowship with some folks um, that love the outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a cool event that you guys do, uh, and a, a great way to get people that are uh, you know avid hunters or uh, you know people that just enjoy good food uh, and good fellowship, uh, and maybe uh, people that have never been to the chapel before. This is also, like you said, that good opportunity for. For people to come by and uh, and see what you guys are all about. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's real important to us, and it's been a fun event. Um, it's just it's hard to describe until you get there, but uh, we just keep making a fun atmosphere, and uh, just really just want to be inviting to the to the community. Come on out and, and see what it's all about. Yeah, and it's a huge draw, not only because of the food, but also. Uh, you guys get uh, tons of great vendors, and I would say some of the best 
uh, prizes for uh, for any event. Tell me a little bit more about uh, you know vendors that are going to be there and some of the other activities beyond just the food and the guest speaker. All right, yeah, um, we've the guys that are working on the the vendor side of it and the donation side of it have knocked it out of the park again this year. Uh, but Legacy Taxidermy will be there, um, probably be giving away a free taxidermy, uh, you know, uh, some sort of a taxidermy mm-hmm. item. In the box fishing charters, who was with us last year, Ground Zero Archery, Bucktown Bucks. Uh, a new one is uh, Fort Buckeye Bucktail Ranch, and I think they're going to have a, a prize as well there, Black Arsenal Guns and Ammo. Uh, donations from Durham Mold, Hanson Mold, Lambus Heating and Air Conditioning. The KOA Campground will be back uh, with us again. Uh, King Chop Landscaping has already donated some things that are amazing. Ace Hardware has been jumping in there. So um, we'll have somewhere between $2,500 and $3,000 a night in prizes. And this year we really worked hard to make sure that they're essentially the same prize package both nights because uh, both nights are identical. So um, same grand prize both nights. Have a drawing. We also have kids, you know, kids 10 and older are welcome, and uh, we'll have kids' prizes specifically for them. Um, and then it, as we come into the door, uh, you get a chance to see what the prizes are, and then you get to go out and meet these vendors and see what they're about. And especially for hunters, there's a lot of, they do a lot of good things out there, um, fishing for those guys that want to go. And he gives, he gives discounts, he's giving away a free uh, trip. So, yeah, just a lot of wonderful things going on there. And um, it gets people excited when that happens as well. So, yeah. Now the event happening April 27th or the 28th, you like you said, you can pick and choose, uh, which one you want to attend or, you know, if the t- tickets end up selling out for one of the nights, you know, don't worry because the other night, like you said, is going to be identical to the, the previous night, right? That's correct. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about the food, because I know that's a, another big draw uh, and a, a thing that people enjoy. Uh, what kind of great food are you going to have for this uh, this catered buffet dinner? Yeah, so we're going to open the doors at 5.45 p.m. each night. Uh, by 6 o'clock, we'll have all the appetizers out. So it's going to be cheese and crackers and vegetables and dip all uh, set out all over um, this, basically with the gathering area. And the six sticks are always a big hit. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're always out there. But this year, we're going to have a smoked uh, pulled wild boar, uh, an alligator meatloaf, duck soup, uh, mac and cheese, because I know some of the kids, yeah, they might be a little squeamish about it, but sure. they love the mac and cheese. Um, and just the sides. And this year, we're doing also something uh, kind of unique. In the past, we just baked up a bunch of cookies. But this year, we're going to have hoopla frozen yogurt out. And... Uh, we'll have yogurt. They'll have eight different toppings there, and people have uh, frozen yogurt for dessert. So awesome. we're excited to have them on board as well. That's awesome. Now, I know you've uh, been to these events uh, for many years. Have you ever had alligator meatloaf before? Uh, we have not. Okay. We have not. Um, uh, Zix, Zix and CK Catering have mm-hmm. got, you know, they're doing the event for us. Zix has given us the meat. CK is going to prep it and serve it. But, um, one of our guys went to, I guess CK had a, one of these gatherings where you could go to test various things. And he thought that would be kind of cool. And it fits right up to what we're trying to do with the, the wild game part. So that's cool. We're looking forward to it. That and should CK be does a great job preparing it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, uh, like you said, uh, this is a, a fun event. You get to try some new things. You get to uh, possibly win some some really cool prizes. You get to hear uh, a great speaker that uh, has a lot of experience and a lot of different uh, things that he's had uh, in his life. So, he's, I'm sure he's going to have a, a great story. Again, tell me sort of the, the sequence of events with, with the night. So, you get there right around 545. You get some appetizers. And then the will the speaker speaker be speaking while we're eating dinner? No, we, um, we're going to basically give people time to just enjoy the dinner. Um, seconds if there's food, if there's food left over, which sometimes it's not always the case, but, right. uh, but just, and get the chance just to have folks just relax, enjoy the time together. Um, we'll have a slideshow going of just people's, uh, hunting and fishing and outdoor adventures going during that time frame. Um, it's some break in there. Uh, We'll probably do some kids' prizes right there, you know, just kind of kick things off, get the energy level up. And then after dinner, uh, the speaker, uh, Brandon, will come up and he'll he'll do his speaking part. And uh, the tail end of that, all the – basically the remainder of the prizes, including the grand prize for that night, um, is going to be uh, selected. Mm-hmm. As, uh, and from there, uh, it'll, it'll pretty much end at that point, but – the other thing we're doing this year, Johnny, is different is uh, Brandon's going to come back on Saturday morning at nine o'clock and offer a free hunting seminar oh. to anybody that attends. So that's a little different this year, but Brandon uh, was willing to do that. So we got him signed up for uh, Saturday morning as well. So those wow. avid hunters out there want to kind of catch up on some tips and tricks. Yeah. He's going to be around to do that. That's really cool. I love that you guys are doing this. And this is such a, like you said, a, a fun event that you guys have been doing for many years. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, you go to your website, yourplacetobelong.com. You can find some uh, more information about the Wild Game Dinner. You know, some of the stuff that's on the menu, some of the possible prizes, and and a little bit more about the uh, the guest speaker, Brandon. But uh, like you said, this is something that that sells pretty pretty quickly. Um, but you've got a pretty big space in order to to accommodate a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, last year was our first attempt at doing two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, it went really well. Um, the folks that are involved with it are just, they're super. Um, so we, we were at 425 and sold those tickets out. I think sometime, one time they actually sold the tickets out before we were on the radio with you guys. Wow. So I do remember um, that. But yeah, so we're trying to get 600 folks in the door over the two nights, give some folks some options, but um, it's also a little less crowded. So you don't feel like you're packed in like sardines. Um, but, uh, you know, so we opened the space up and uh, the mounts that we had last year were pretty incredible. Uh, those, so you get to see the mounts and yeah. it's fun watching kids get up there and just stare at these, some of these pretty massive deer, even in our area and, yeah. you know, elk and full body mounts. And it's, there's just a lot to, to keep your mind moving and, and just enjoy the outdoors. And so it's just, we're just looking forward to it. I mean, it's been a great, it's been a great preparation this year. Uh, we got a great team. We got a bunch of guys jump in and uh, some ladies jumping in. We have a couple of MCs for the night and uh, we'll just have a great time. That's looking awesome. Looking forward to folks coming in. What's the uh, recommended attire for this? Should I wear my, uh, should we wear a hunting gear? We, you know what? We have had people come in khakis and, and their, uh, Camouflage items. It, there's no dress code for this one. Um, it's, we want it to be a very relaxed atmosphere. Come as you are and uh, just come in and enjoy the night. 
Absolutely, and you will. The Wild Game Dinner, April 27th or 28th uh, at the Chapel in St. Joe. Yourplacetobelong.com to learn a little bit more about this, but you definitely want to get your tickets. They are on sale now, and you're definitely going to enjoy it uh, at the Chapel there in St. Joe. But, Paul, uh, always great to talk to you, and hopefully uh, you fill that place up both nights uh, and have a great uh, event for the Wild Game Dinner. But thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me. Dad, I can't, can't tell how much I appreciate your work. Thank you so much. Have a great one. And you can be part of the show if you'd like. Uh, be uh, part of Got Something to Say. Just email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. You can call 925-WSJM. Get us some information on some of the things that are going on, whether it's an event, fundraiser, program, anything like that. Yeah, send the email, make the phone call. And we know you've got something to say because I'd love to chat with you. And you can listen to these conversations not only during the morning show, but also in the afternoon uh, at 5.30 after news with Andrew Green. And also check out the podcast anytime at WSJM.com and the app. And Got Something to Say brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. I've got Ken Lundberg in here. Um, Hello. Uh, do you have a medicine cabinet at home? <laughs> there are medicine cabinets. I often don't keep medicines in them. Yeah, and apparently you're not supposed to. No. Uh, I just read this. Uh, somebody came up with some uh, five things you shouldn't keep in your bathroom because the medicine cabinet typically is in the bathroom. That's right. And sometimes you've got the the built-in where it's built into the wall and it has the medicine. The mirror, yeah. Yeah, you got medicine, your toothbrush, and all that other stuff in there. But uh, they came up with five things you should not keep in your bathroom, uh, medicine being one of them. So the medicine cabinet, you don't have medicine in it. And the reason for that is because... High humidity. The steam. The steam. The yeah. high humidity. It messes with the pills. Yep. The medicine cabinet, not the best place for that. So uh, you don't want to do that. Plus, you also don't want to store your makeup in the medicine cabinet. No matter where you store it, they say that bacteria from your face ends up in your makeup. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Heat and humidity in the shower also makes that bacteria grow faster. Huh. If you know science enough or have done any experiment, you huh. notice when there's steam, mold and all that other stuff can start to grow. That's interesting. So are there things you should keep in your bathroom? Uh, apparently not. Mushroom because, farms, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I put plants in there. Plants well, that, that need a little bit of steam yeah, or uh, some heat. Uh, they say you shouldn't store uh, spare razor blades in there either. Ew. Yeah. So I don't know. Where do you, do you store those in like a, a storage closet somewhere around the corner or something like that or in a drawer <laughs> in your junk drawer? The medicine closet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got to start the medicine closet now, the, or the the linen closet, <laughs> the linens. You got to keep the linens in there. Um, and also, they say teeth whitening gel, humidity doesn't matter, temperature, but temperature does. The fridge is actually the best place to keep your teeth whitening gel. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, they also said uh, another thing you don't want in your storage uh, or store. You don't want to store medicine there, but other things you shouldn't have in the bathroom is uh, painted wood furniture. <laughs> so what are you supposed to have in your bathroom? Just the toilet and the sink? Impermeable surfaces. <laughs> what if your vanity is a painted wood vanity? You know, I had one of those at one time. Yeah. Somebody had converted an old dresser type thing right. into a sink. Yeah. And it, it looked pretty, but it did take a toll. The steam and the humidity. It started to get a little that sticky thing. and, yeah. well, and it all nasty. Well, it took the varnish off it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine, I, 
Mine's not wood, but it's got like, and it's not painted, yeah. but it's got a wood look to it. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I've got to double check on some of that stuff. But you, uh, there's something interesting happening this weekend, uh, something good that, uh, That's right. speaking of medicine cabinet, things you don't want to have in your medicine cabinet are prescriptions. Yeah, pres- prescription drugs. I mean, a lot of things can happen where you no longer need to yeah. take a prescription drug. Well, Corwell Health and in partnership with the Berrien County Sheriff's Department, is having a, a, a disposal day. Okay. And so, and so if you have unused, unwanted prescription drugs, they're hosting a prescription drug take-back event this weekend. Uh, it's the spring collection, they call it, of the expired, unused, unwanted medications. It'll be 10 to 2 Saturday, this Saturday. They have two locations named. Uh, one is on Napier Avenue in mm-hmm. St. Joseph, 1234 Napier Avenue. Or down in Niles at Lakeland Medical Suites, right across the street from the hospital. So free. So just drive, drive through, just drop drive, them off. Drive through, drop them off. Yeah, they'll also give um, free opioid overdose rescue kits. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's certainly helpful. Not only does that because that not only if you don't need that stuff anymore, it gets out of your hands, it's yes. out of your cabinet, taking up space. Yeah. Uh, but also doesn't get in the hands of the wrong people. A couple, yeah, a couple of issues with the prescription drugs. One is, as as you mentioned, it can get in the hands of the wrong of wrong people. Mm. You know, kids, kids do the silliest things. Yeah. You see it on TikTok. They're eating detergent from time to time just to say they can. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they mess with prescription drugs, and they're not supposed to. It's harmful to their health. Some cases, people die. So get them out of the house if you don't need them anymore. The other thing is, don't throw them in the garbage. Because right. if you put prescription drugs in the landfill, that ends up in our drinking water. Not a good thing. Not a good thing either. Or somebody starts digging in your trash too. Raccoons. Could be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Raccoons on Xanax. Don't want that. Um, but also, um, <laughs> no, I just pre- <laughs> sorry. picturing the raccoons on Xanax. Uh, I don't know. It's a weird picture. But uh, anyways, um, other things going on uh, in our community, actually, you know, like you mentioned, Napier Avenue down the road, the other way, yes. uh, Lake Michigan College made a big announcement as well Oh yeah. Uh, when it comes to the police academy. They've been working on this for a while. Yeah. They've been working on this for a, a, a good deal of time. And the LMC last night, the LMC Board of Trustees... Uh, signed off on the creation of a law enforcement associate degree program and police academy uh, certificate achievement program here locally. So they will now not have to send potential police recruits, law enforcement recruits to Kalamazoo for training Mm -hmm. anymore. They can do it right here at LMC in Berrien County. That's great. And that's going to happen pretty soon? Uh, It'll be a 16-week course. It'll be summers only, probably too soon to launch it this summer. They say the new program could launch next summer. And one of the things you and I were talking about off air is you have to think police academy, driver training, I think we should probably sample it. Absolutely. I want to do some some. What do you call it? Defensive driving? Defensive driving. Okay, not yeah. offensive driving, defensive driving. Yeah, like if you, like, like not like crazy police chase pit. type well, of stuff. Well, you could do the pit remover. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maneuver. Yeah. That would be interesting to, to try out. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good driver, but the, 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 when you get in those high speed chases and stuff like that, I don't know if I can handle that. And I know the police officers go through a lot of that they training. Um, so it would be interesting to see what not only that, not only that, but also looking at how the other uh, training that happens. Cause I know I've seen the movie police Academy. Uh, There's but, six, seven of them. Yeah. But my guess is it's not 
the same. No, I mean, it, it, it's a really big deal. It's a, it's a big benefit for the area because right now, uh, and we talked about this in the news, it's a different topic. Job openings, it's hard to fill yeah. open roles. And mm-hmm. that includes government. Government's one of those that's having a, a really hard time filling roles. That includes law enforcement. And so making it easier to train people so that they have the right skills in order to take these jobs, mm-hmm. it's important. If it's more convenient, they don't have to go to Kalamazoo, the extra cost associated with that, even better. And they can stay you know, local. Exactly. They can train locally and, exactly. and work in our community, which is a really awesome thing. Uh, so check out these stories and more at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. This weekend's happening, uh, and before you know it, we've got uh, Earth Day on is it Saturday. Saturday. Oh, man. Are you going to plant a tree? Or No, that's Arbor that's Day. That's Arbor Day. Arbor Day. I, I'm okay. sure there's no rule against planting a tree on Earth Day, but... You know, you could also plant some earth. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that you can do, and there's a lot of opportunity uh, locally. There's things in the, your your backyard you could probably do to be really thinking about Earth Day. Because it's a really broad kind of thing. You want to sure. just protect the earth. Yeah. And yeah. there's many ways to do that. Recycling, cleanup, and, and all that type of stuff. There's actually something happening uh, here locally that's, that's, that's really right. great. Yeah, we talked about it in one of the newscasts, but I just wanted to highlight a little bit more on it. Ox Creek in Benton Harbor this Saturday. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton uh, talked to the city commissioners this week, inviting the community to the celebration at Hall Park. There'll be a little bit of work, you know, Mm. clean up, some recycle uh, opportunities available. It's happening from noon to 3 p.m., but there's plenty to do for kids. They're going to have coloring books. Nice. Stickers about Ox Creek and keeping the water clean. There's been a lot of focus and attention and resources and hard work on restoring Ox Creek Mm -hmm. and making it clean. And there's still a lot of work to do, but it's moving fast. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. So that's happening this weekend, Ox Creek, Benton Harbor, this Saturday, Hall Park, noon to three. Something cool that uh, is happening on Saturday. uh, You got to find a 7-Eleven near you. Uh, They're bringing back, and I love this promotion, the Bring Your Own Cup Day. Oh, dear. You can fill your uh, cup with Slurpees for just $1.99. In the past, people have filled up uh, astronaut helmets, (laughs) pie tins, Mason jars and other things. I even saw somebody uh, do like a like a small trash can. Well, can I bring a five gallon bucket? I'm sure you can. I think they put a limit on the size <laughs> at one point because I don't think they wanted people like dragging uh, a trash can, oh you know, gosh. a thirty gallon trash can into the store and then. Trying to, dr- well, you, I don't know if you've tried to fill a, a, a trash can up with a Slurpee. I have not. It's uh, it takes a while and it can make a mess. <laughs> what flavor would you, if you had unlimited Slurpee, what flavor would you go for? Uh, I like the the combination of all. Yes, the graveyard. Yeah, you got to do yeah, that one. You stuff. do the all the different kinds, or like a blue raspberry. Yeah, that's always a good go to. Um, so you could do that at your nearest Seven uh, Eleven. I think that's a that's a great <laughs> idea. It it helps the environment. Okay. It's it's good. Uh, speaking of that, and speaking of astronaut helmets, did you hear that we have to look up in the sky and watch out for a 600-pound satellite? This I did not hear about. Yeah, there's one uh, expected to enter Earth's atmosphere uh, very soon, uh, if not uh, like in the next uh, day or so. Whose satellite is it? Uh, it's known as R- RESA. 
And it's been in orbit for 20 years, and they say the odds of it hitting a person, one in 2,400. One in 2,400? Yeah. That's the, good odds. Well, yeah, depending on if you get hit or not. So, yeah, so we'll have to check and see if that... It may have already fallen, but I don't, I'm not sure yet. Uh, mm. But I've, I have always wanted to, since there are so many satellites up in space, I've always wanted to start a company... That is uh, space waste management. It makes sense. There's I, how many satellites do you think are up in space right now? Thousands. Because we've seen the Starlink go by oh, yeah. with no all of those, and those probably start to fall yeah. from the sky and burn up before they hit the ground. But there's a lot of old satellites up there that probably need to be taken down. There's a lot of junk up there, and and it is factually dangerous if you're not thinking about it. If you're riding around in, an, let's say, an international space station, mm -hmm. and something comes zooming by at 10,000 miles an hour, a piece of debris, an old satellite colliding with your space station, not a good scene. Mm -hmm. uh, and last but not least, uh, with and this is a good Earth Day theme uh, thing, is cutting down on waste. Uh, there's a report that says the average person throws away about $63 worth of groceries every week. 63 $63. About, what is uh, that, a carton of eggs? <laughs> just about. <laughs> uh, but no, there's things, a lot of that stuff that uh, they say, you know, Go spoils quickly, yeah. you know, your yeah. milks, your your lettuces and, and things like that. So uh, they said uh, avocados as well. Oh, yeah. So avocados and bananas are on this list. And those are those two things that, you, you, you know, you try to buy them before they're ripe. Right. Let them sit for a little while. And they're like, nope, they're not ready yet. Nope, they're not ready yet. Oh, now they're. They're past their prime, their prime. So well, especially the avocado, because you, 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 in the store they are rock hard. Yeah, they're rock hard, and they, and they're. I've seen a few tricks on the TikToks or the reels or whatever on how to tell if they're ripe or not. You you look the where they were top. attached. That's yeah. right, where they were attached to the tree. There's a little indicator in there. Turns you, turns color. Do you know how to check on the uh, like watermelons too? You thump them, right? Yeah, you thump them, or you look for the to to know if it's going to be good. You look for the spot. The yellow spot? The, yeah, the yellow spot the, where it's been sitting outside in the farm. So if you thump them, what are you supposed to hear and what does that tell you? Uh, I don't know, but I, I, I'm always trying to figure out <laughs> what I'm hearing for. I just heard that you're supposed to slap them. So I just go and just, just start slap all the, the watermelons. Yeah. Okay. All so right. if you Fair see enough. me in the grocery store later hitting watermelons, I'm just making sure they're good. But yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to be listening for. So if anybody knows... What the exact thing to figure out the ripeness of a watermelon? If you know those tricks, feel free to call nine two five WSJM. I do know one trick. If you if you take a head of lettuce mm -hmm. and you scratch the core of it, you can smell it. If it smells pleasant, it smells good. It's good. I did not know that. Yeah, that's so you just sniff just lettuce, scratch all. and sniff. <laughs> all right, good to know. It's time now for 10 Minutes with Tom Austin, Austin Tax and Financial. The guy, at, uh, he and his whole team have been very busy with tax preparation, but they're also helping you with retirement strategies, planning, and a whole lot more. Tom Austin, good morning. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm sure you're doing fantastic. It's like a, it's a holiday for you guys. Is that right? It is a holiday. Everybody in the tax business, it is a holiday. Yeah. April 19th. 
It is a special day. Uh, yeah, like you said, in the tax business, I think it's it's kind of like you guys just need to take a nap or something like that for and take a break for the rest of the week. But uh, we do know that it is a big day uh, for the folks at Austin Tax and Financial. Uh, but tell us uh, how things went this this uh, tax season, Tom. How did it, how does it feel uh, to be done uh, after another year of taxes? Well, it's always my wife Sharon and I, who she's a big part of our our practice. Um, we always kind of sit here the next day afterwards and uh, just think, think how surreal it is because you're in such a routine mm-hmm. for the better part of 10 weeks of, of going to the office and working later days. And, and she certainly, she's right here, and she's going to say hello real quick because normally I don't get to see her much in the morning. So Sharon, <laughs> say hello. Good morning. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys deserve a, a well-deserved break, all of you and uh, all your tax professionals. You guys did a great job. What's the, the Do you know the number of how many taxes uh, you were able to prepare and how many people you were able to help? Uh, I don't know that we have the exact number. Sharon probably has more of a... Probably, uh, <clears throat> probably close, between 1,800 and 2,000. Wow. Yeah, so, I, haven't, I haven't done a final number yet. That's it, was awesome. a, it was a great year for us this year because last year we were a little understaffed and, and the one of our gals that, that comes in just during tax season mm-hmm. has been incredible resource for us. She understands the system. She does so much in putting returns together and scheduling and, and she was out last year with some health problems with, so we had to retrain somebody completely new and, and we were a little understaffed on the tax prep side and, and things were really chaotic at the end trying to get everything done and, and people were stretched a little bit more thin than normal. But this year things went extremely well. I think we have a great system of getting people in and out. And, you know, when COVID hit back in 2020, it really kind of made us look and reevaluate some things with uh, the way we were doing things. We used to meet <clears throat> with a lot of people individually. Mm-hmm. And we realized that we were a lot more effective time-wise and such by doing mostly drop-offs and then communicating with people over the phone and then having them come in and answer any questions they might have. So I think we've got our systems down really well to be able to accommodate, uh, you know, a lot of folks and, and, and be able to, to help as many people as we can and be most effective with our time and also keeping our prices down. That's wonderful. And we know there's a lot more to your firm than just the tax prep. Uh, Tom, let's talk a little bit today about the other side of your business, which is financial planning and specifically how you incorporate your financial planning practice uh, with what you do on the tax side of the practice as well. You know, I've been a financial planner for over 25 years. And in 2009, we made the decision to, to open up an office and include tax preparation and our goal was really to provide a, you know, a service at a reasonable cost and also to help people understand the connection, you know, with their money yeah. and how taxes play into that. You know, so in 2009, we did around 400 tax returns that year. And like Sharon had said earlier, we did probably close to 2000 this mm-hmm. year. So our, our practice has grown substantial, substantially since then. And, um, we've been able to accommodate a lot more complex returns as our practice has grown. But, but the whole idea of, of what we do uh, at Austin Tax and Financial really is about helping people connect their investments, their money that they save over, their, over the years of retirement, and then how that plays in, especially in retirement as you draw that money out. You know, 30 years ago, 
the average guy might work for a company for 35 years, collect his pension, and get his Social Security and maybe have a little bit of savings on the side. And, and there wasn't as much of a need for financial planning. And the, and the financial planning industry has exploded over the last 30 years, primarily because of the, the ending of those pensions. Right. So now the majority of, of folks' money that they save for retirement are in their 401k plan. So now that has to be self-administered when they retire, and that's where we come in to help people, first of all, understand you know how and where to invest, how to minimize risk, and that's what most financial planners do. But what we do is a step further by the indication of our name, Austin Tax and Financial, is that we help people understand now as you make those distributions, how can you do that most tax effectively? And then also things like, you know, when to draw your social security. Uh, a lot of things that we talked prior onto the show in the show about mm-hmm. uh, when to take social security, how to minimize tax on social security, how to most effectively minimize taxation on pre-tax dollars, you know, using Roth conversions. Um, and then obviously again, you know, how you minimize risk and how you make people feel uh, comfortable and assured that they're they're going to be fine in their retirement years, and uh, you know that their money is is going to not run out on them, and they're going to be able to uh, keep as much of it as we possibly can, and not give too much of it to Uncle Sam. You know, so that that's what we do in helping people throughout the year. Certainly, this time of year is a very busy time for us, and we're we're always happy when when we're done with that. But it, it's been a great uh, couple of two and a half months and we're looking forward to, you know, taking a little bit of time off now and then continue to help folks as we move forward, you know, into the summer months and, and, uh, on to next year. That's awesome. Yeah. Some great things happening. And like you said, it just makes sense to, to understand both of these things. And there may be uh, people that might be a little unsure about, uh, you know, what their future may hold when they are getting to those retirement years or, you know, looking at, you know, that, like you said, there's a 30 year old that has uh, got the pension or something like that. Yeah. That made sense 30 some years ago, but maybe there's a 30 year old that's listening and says, maybe I should start be uh, start thinking about some of this stuff and retirement strategies and financial planning. And like you said, there's a lot that goes on in all that, but you guys understand a lot of it and can answer a lot of questions. Tom, if they want to chat with you about some of this stuff and look at all the things that you offer from uh, retirement strategies, planning, and so much more, how do they uh, get a hold of you and have those conversations? Well, we can be reached uh, at 269-429-1585. We're located at 715 Columbia Avenue in St. Joe. You can also visit us on the web at austinfinancial.us. And yes, you're never too young, Johnny. It's a great point to get started in, in looking at uh, saving so many people when they're younger. think they have the rest of their life to, mm-hmm. uh, to save. But the sooner that you get started, the better. Absolutely. Tom Austin is an investment advisor representative with Capital Asset Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of Capital Asset Advisory Services. Topics discussed and opinions given not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Listener always encouraged to uh, discuss their specific needs with the appropriate professional. We certainly hope that that professional is Tom Austin. Thanks, Tom Austin. Thanks, John. Hey, one quick thing. Yeah. Avocados, you put them in, in a glass jar in water and put them in the refrigerator. Okay. 
It lasts forever that way. I trust you because I know you guys go down to Mexico uh, and probably get them straight from the source. <laughs> it's, ama it's amazing down there how their avocados are always fresh. Okay. It's, it's crazy. Well, thanks for that advice. You know, see, so you get financial advice and you get avocado advice. With yeah, Tom. well, yeah. I, I listen. I listen to. I listen to you. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So, yeah, you guys enjoy a little bit of uh, R and R, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Johnny. Have a great day. While you're at MoodyOnTheMarket.com, you can see a ton of great stories. Uh, and we always like to update you with your Moody on the Market update, which is brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And some development happening just down the road from us uh, at the, the Rite Aid. Is that right, Ken Lundberg? That is correct. At the corner of M139 and Napier Avenue. You've seen it for years. It was the Rite Aid location until they closed. Well... There's action. There's activity. The Benton Charter Township trustees have passed a resolution to give a tax exemption, a tax break, let's say, for 10 years starting next year. And the development there, it's going to be four storefronts. Okay. And there's rumors on what one of them might be. Yes. Uh, chip, chip, well, some people call it Chipotle. <laughs> some people call it Chipotle. Um, so that one, that is... Kind of, it's little more than a rumor because there's there's been some plans actually, some something on paper that somebody's seen. I think it's accurate to call it buzz. Okay. So so when the township passed a resolution to establish a commercial rehabilitation district at that area, the developer had had a, 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 a an architectural rendering, a drawing of what they what they envisioned mm -hmm. for that area, and part of it had a logo. It was a Chipotle logo. Okay. And people were like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be amazing. That's great. Well, the developer went back and amended the drawing and said, proposed. Yep. But at the at the hearing last night, he, he also said, well, I can't say because of confidentiality purposes but or reasoning, but we've got a couple of parties that are interested in yeah. the buzz might be accurate. It might not be. We'll see. It's and there, exciting. Yeah, there may not be ink on paper uh, when That's it comes right. to that. That that rendering could be the only ink that is on the paper, <laughs> and the actual signing and the choice of of what is going to be in there uh, may still be ongoing. But if Chipotle is uh, well, two things: if they're looking for activity in that mm -hmm. area, you know, there's another fast. You call it a fast food place? There's Arby's? a few fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, when they, after they went in, they've had lines pretty mm -hmm. much since the day they opened. So, you know, the other thing is Chipotle has an opportunity to announce they're having their earnings for first quarter 23 um, next week. I think it's Tuesday they'll be announcing. Maybe they could make an announcement there. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, because that's probably be the time where they may announce, you know, adding X amount of stores exactly. throughout the United States. So we'll see. Uh, but you can certainly uh, keep that buzz going and even comment on, you know, what you'd like to see, because that's one of four possible places. That's right. Um, so go check that out. Uh, MoodyOnTheMarket.com, the Moody on the Market app. And you can also find us on social media as well. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.